The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Yeah, welcome to another episode of the Functional Sportsaholic, or as we'd like to call it the Sports Talk Revolution. We are proud partners of Underdog Media. You can also find us on Podcast One. You're listening, as always, to Sean Ryan and Sam Van Dam. Sam, how's it going, my buddy? What up, bro? Just uh, it's been a long couple weeks with work. I was working in uh, in Georgia this past weekend. Georgia? It's Yeah, man. Where at? Yep. Uh, like Calhoun, Georgia, which okay, is yeah. like yep. probably an hour or so, hour and something out of, outside of Atlanta. Yep. So, um, yeah, I was doing that. Yeah, that's on the yeah. north side because I, when I drive down yeah. those beefy drives of mine from uh, Chicago yeah. to Orlando, Calhoun is one of the uh, one of the stopping points. It's basically you got uh, Dalton, you got Calhoun, you got Atlanta, you got uh, Macon, uh, Macon, Valdosta, Tifton, Valdosta. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I I always try to get to Calhoun and I'm think okay I because whatever way I'm driving, if you're a road tripper out there, you probably know what I'm talking about. But if you're thinking about taking a road trip, here's the key is you want to get beyond the city before you stop for the night so that you don't have to deal with like morning traffic or city right. traffic the next day. So like if I'm driving south, I want to at least get to Macon. If I'm driving north, I want to at least get to Calhoun. But I know Georgia like the back of my hand now. So Yeah, and like I flew up. Oh, that's good. Um yeah, I flew up Saturday, but I had to I pulled an all-nighter and drove Ugh. back um Whew. Sunday night because um, my daughter started school um, Monday morning, and I didn't want to miss that. You know, it's her sure. first day of second grade, so um, I had to work until about eleven o'clock at night um, with a with a up uh, software upgrade mm. um, at this facility, and uh, then I I rented a car earlier that morning, and I uh, I drove I drove back as soon as I was done, so it was about a seven hour seven and a half hour trek. Mm-hmm. So I got home like. Maybe with Six like in the morning. 40, 45 <laughs> minutes to spare before her before her school, and I just kind of stayed awake because I knew if I laid down, it would have been a wrap. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, so still trying to catch up on a little bit of sleep from that wild, uh, wild weekend of working. So yeah, man, you couldn't yeah. get a flight back late at night, I guess. No, not yeah. not not past. I mean, Atlanta's the closest airport, and there was no flights. Yeah, it would have been at like a two a.m. flight early in the morning, yeah. like six thirty. But you know, she she has to be at school at seven thirty. There's no way I was going to make that. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, we're just going to make it work, and you can't get that time back. So things we do for our know. kids, huh? Yeah, man, you don't want to miss that stuff. Man. Yeah, it's, absolutely. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, if it was just a regular school day, I would have just flown home in the morning, but. Yeah, you know, she only gets one first day of second grade, so there you go, man. We'll, we'll make it work. Yep, and she's at the age where she still likes you, so that's a good, uh, uh, that's a yeah. good thing, right? So, yeah, she, yeah, she was happy. So very good, man. Yeah, that's uh, it's a wild night, but uh, I would do yeah. the same thing if I were in your, in your shoes. So, of course, yeah, man. Um, what are we talking about this week? Well, we're going to talk about hard knocks. Um, I'm going. I want to talk a little bit about the Jay Z Rock Nation deal with the NFL. Um, you know, Kaepernick, Kaepernick's name's about back out in the news. We've been, Sam and I have been well documented on Kaepernick. I don't think we'll go too deep into that, but just talk about that a little bit. I have, because of the Get Paid podcast, as everybody, well, I guess not everybody knows, but the people who listen to both shows, they know Get Paid's more gambling analytics, fantasy football focused. Um, but, uh, that show was so packed this week that I couldn't really even get in my notes from all of the, uh, the games that I watch because I do watch all of the uh, preseason games. Uh, because right. here's, here's my quick plug because of the fantasy football almanac and draft guide of course you know the free updates i've been talking about this show for a while but um you know i really when i say that i watch all the preseason games i really do it um even when it's brutal even when it's the freaking hall of fame game and nobody's playing i watch the games. so um i watched them there were um there were a few notes that uh, are definitely interesting um that's what kind of gives the manual the almanac its power um so if you haven't purchased a fantasy football magazine or book yet 
look for go on amazon.com look for the fantasy football almanac and draft guide and then uh, send me an email um, by the time you're picking this show up the notes from preseason one um, you know specifically the rankings updates will be in there uh, but if you've bought the book and you haven't signed up for the free updates look in the strategy guide and send me an email because there's a lot of good information I'll give you some of it but uh, you know there's just too much I probably have like a six or seven page write-up of preseason week one I'm going to do the same thing in preseasons week two and week three so for me Sam this is uh you mentioned you're busy now that um, it's a little easier because I don't have a traditional full-time job now. I'm more of a contract worker on the marketing side, so I get to actually spend more time doing this. But um, right, yeah, man, it's uh, these are the, the the worst three weeks of the month for me because you know I have a ton of people emailing me, and this is fantasy draft time too. So I'm getting like, hey, I'm thinking about taking this player in the third round and, and looking at this guy in the fourth. Do you think he'll st-? I get those kinds of questions? I get a lot of people. Shoot, I think I have like 20 emails, <clears throat> excuse me, sitting in my inbox now asking for, you know, customized rankings, which I try to do um, for everybody. Um, at some point, Sam, seriously, like next year, I might have to hire an assistant for this. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see where it goes, man. Gets you, gets you a college kid from around there. Yeah, you know? I know, man. But uh, it's a good problem to have. So, yeah, um, man. Yeah. Um, so let me, uh, let me, let's just get into hard knocks, I guess. So I, I just, I just watched because, like I said, I was so busy. I just got. Um, the episode watched made a, f- uh, a few points. I know you probably have some points too, um, Sam, but, um, you know, do you want me to just kind of run with stuff or do you want to just, yeah, kinda, man, you know? go ahead. Yeah. Run, run with right. it and yeah. I'll chime in. All right. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'll run in now. So Mike Glennon, first and foremost, I just don't see him winning the backup quarterback job. I think it's going to be Peterman, Nate Peterman. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he's, and, and this goes not only with what I saw in hard knocks, but I actually wrote this note down. Um, after watching the preseason game as well. Um, Gruden's already come out and said he's liked some stuff about him. Uh, Glennon threw two awful interceptions, and Peterman Mm -hmm. did okay, um, missed some some routes, but didn't really get the team into a bad position. So I think we're going to see Peterman. My guess is in week two, this upcoming game, I guess, it might have already happened depending on when you pick the show up, but my guess for preseason week two is that uh, Peterman will get um, snaps before Glennon does, but we'll see where that goes. Um... Yeah, I think that um, yeah, less Jonathan Abram. I was complaining about him and his usage in the show last <laughs> week. Um, he was used less this week in the broadcast, which I, I'm, I'm very happy about. I think he's going to be a great player. I'm not throwing shade at him as a player. I just don't like rookie coming in there, and he's already taken over hard knocks. You know, it's just just shut up. You know, I, I feel like it's, <laughs> there's a little bit of humility that should come with with rookies in there. You know, I don't care how good you're going to be. And I do think he's going to be good. Just, just shut up about it. Um, then there was that dude that broke his hand and came back in and played the rest of the game. He's going to make the roster specifically because of that. So a broken hand is an opportunity. Yeah. I think Gruden, Gruden loves that stuff, man. I think, you know, that's, I think every coach, I would love that too. Yeah. If I was a head yeah. coach, because you know, you yeah. get a lot of people that are like, kind of like weenies about stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, you know, eh, I think if you can grit it out, like I played in a rec league um, basketball, I was like the worst player on the team, but uh, I broke, I remember I broke, um, I broke a finger and that thing hurt, but I was like, and it's a rec league game, who cares, and we had more enough people, but you know, I just want to be the guy that finishes out the game with a broken finger, and it was a nasty broken right. finger too, so I finished it out, um, you know, I'm just competitive, so um you know, I, I think that uh, that NFL, yeah, NFL, it's if it's not a knee, if it's not a ligament, you know, if it's not something that can be like, you know, really made a lot worse, put the cast on in play. So it was cool that he went in like at halftime to put him in the cast. He came out and he finished that same game. So that's cool, man. Like I said, that that, that won him a job right there. I think. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, and then the uh, the elephant in the room here. I was curious how they were going <laughs> to just did moving going on to uh, to Antonio Brown. I was curious one how they were going to talk about a little bit of the feet stuff, and I was curious too about what they were going to do about the uh, the helmet helmet gate uh, twenty nineteen mm-hmm. here. And mm-hmm. um, I think that news broke same after we recorded last yeah. week. I don't think we talked helmet last week. So um, yeah, Antonio Brown left camp last week. Um, so I know I'm just kind of rehashing this for the uh, for the listening audience. So he left camp last week, and um, you know they say it was less about his feet and more about him throwing kind of like a temper tantrum about his helmet, and that the NFLs made it unsafe, you know, deemed it unsafe, and they want him to upgrade his model, just like Tom Brady. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and like 30 or 40 other players did this offseason. Antonio Brown filed a grievance, um, was overruled. So I think he's back at practice now. But I just thought that was the most bizarre thing 
Um, and I tweeted, and I know you replied to it, Sam. This is like the weirdest thing that I can remember coming across. But what do you think about that, man? Especially, yeah, especially for a guy that that already burned his feet up, you know, in a cryo chamber. I know. Um, you know, like it's just kind of like you thought, you know, he's playing up to this thing that we all thought he would be, and you know, he obviously doesn't have some people in his corner just being like, dude, shut up. And or, like, or maybe he does, but he doesn't. I, yeah. yeah, it's hard to say, but you know, the thing is it like you and I talked like while he was going nuts, um, yeah. like in the off season and stuff, it's like, what, what happened in the last year or so that he just started going nuts on some of this stuff? Yeah, well, it's like erratic, <clears throat> like manic, like it's just weird. The stuff that he's like, it, you know, it's always something. It's like, what? I mean, does it really, I mean, does it really have to be like that? Like, you can't just show up, do your job. Like, I mean, I get it. Wide receivers are a little, you know, a little prima donna and a little flashy, but you know, save it, save it for the year, man. I, so I was watching um, some Colin Coward this week, and you know, he came out and basically there was you know some behind the scenes chatter because the Steelers and and Tomlin like they're not really talking about it now, but I guess Tomlin told somebody that. Um, coward um, trusts. He, he said something to the to the effect of like, "You have no idea how loud this guy and how difficult he's been, but you only just heard about it like you know in week sixteen or seventeen last year. But this thing, this stuff has been going on for a long time. So I guess he's been just been kind of boisterous and a problem for a while. I guess that was part of um, you know his draft day kind of stuff. But Pittsburgh's going to be fine. I actually. Um, I didn't write this as a note, so um, I will say. Let me actually just hash this. I'll talk about James Washington a little bit later. Um, but yeah, man, I think he's uh, he's kind of a lunatic. And then you know, Gruden, to his credit, um, he's been basically saying all, what I would say is like all the right things. You know, as a head coach, oh, yeah. you know, he's supporting him. He has to. He's no other. He's not going to come out and you know not support Antonio yeah, Brown. Yeah, it, it didn't go well with the Kelvin Mack crap last year. Right, you know? right, right. I mean, he, he lost, I think he lost a whole locker room last year um, going, you know, basically trading their 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 captain and the guy that was around for a long time. And um, Cooper, and Amari Cooper on top of that. Right, right. So, like, I think he's, right now, he's saying all the right things. But, you know, Chucky, Chucky, <laughs> there's only a certain amount of uh, stuff he's going to be able to take and at some point, these two are going at each other. I mean, we just we just know it. Yeah, yeah. It's it, there's only there's only one way this thing can end. So the, right, uh, you know. And the thing is, like, if Derek Carr can get over whatever kind of hurdle he's going through mentally and throw the ball deep, you know, it could work just fine. I just in betting as a betting man, um, as somebody who hosts a betting focused podcast, I'm betting against that happening. Um, yeah, they certainly, you know, they have the makeup to to have a good. Um, you know, um, um, rapport and everything, but we saw it last year. I mean, Cooper was open deep a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and Carr wasn't hitting him. And I think that's kind of what happens when you have your leg broken, you know, mm-hmm. it, you know, it just takes a while to get back mentally. And so I think we might've even talked about this, go see a sports psychologist if you have to, you know, just, yeah. um, figure it out so that you can throw the ball deep and get your team where it needs to be. But, uh, you know, they have the ability. It's just a matter of, you know, whether they'll, they'll make it happen. And I think this thing has like a one to two year half life. I think it's going to be, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, what? Yeah. I, yeah. I haven't it's, seen, uh... um, their, their rookie running back, uh, Josh Jacobs to the point where I'm wondering, I'm actually just going to do a quick search here. <laughs> uh, like, I don't even know, is he injured? Um, I've been waiting on seeing it. Like I didn't, um, I didn't see him play last week, but that's you know to be expected. Right. Uh, oh, Josh, if Raiders is Jacob, I was just seeing a an episode on NBC Sports. Apparently, Josh Jacobs is hiding from them. So he says on a on a tw- on a tweet. So good for Josh Jacobs, <laughs> not not getting involved in it. He's like the anti uh, Jonathan Abram. Right, right. Yeah, so good for him. Um, but yeah, like, um, haven't seen him, but I look forward to actually watching him in uh, in preseason action. Hopefully, this coming week, I want to see what he looks like. Um, you know, because I saw, like, I thought he was a little bit of a slow running back coming out of college. Um, so I was curious to see because we see. I was talking with Brad this week. You know, you see some running backs, and you wonder. Like Reggie Bush was electric in college, and he gets the NFL, and he finds out, you know, this isn't. I can't really shift and run to the outside in the NFL. The the linebackers are just as fast as I am. In some cases, even faster. So I like. I wonder how a how a quote unquote a slow player, a slow to the hole kind of player at Alabama. How's he going to fare? Um, 
you know, we've seen some guys um, not make it, especially from Alabama in recent history. You know, Trent Richardson being one of them. Is he going to be that kind of guy, or is he going to be like, um, you know, somebody else and, you know, um, you know, be more like a Todd Gurley, who I know isn't from Alabama, he's from Georgia. But, you know, what kind of running back is he going to be? And we need to see film on that. It's not just about draft position. It's about film. So I look forward to seeing that. Um, right. That's about that's about it, man. That's all my notes. Did you got anything else that, nah, uh, man, that you saw? Pretty much everything. Yeah, I mean Peterman, I had down. You know, he's getting that. You know, basically, he was like, "That's my guy right there." We knew that uh, Gruden. You know, he loves that backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, he he sees a little bit of himself, his brother in that. You know, if if you're a guy trying to make the team and trying to get a spot, being the backup quarterback might be your best spot on a John Gruden team. Yeah, Glennon, so, Glennon, by the way, he looks like a giraffe. Have you noticed that? He's just a big, like, tall, skinny guy. Looks yeah. like like Where he's eating he leaves. He was in Tampa, right? Yeah, he was in Tampa. Um, yeah. I think he was the starter for about a minute, and then Jameis Winston came to town. And then he went to yeah. Chicago, and he was a starter for about a minute um, until Trubisky came to town. So, Or maybe it wasn't Trubisky. Maybe it was somebody else. But either way, uh, Glennon was not um, the quarterback there. Um for for long no i'm thinking chase daniel um or chase daniels was the uh was the guy and trubisky got drafted but um yeah either way glennon was was signed there to kind of be a starter and it just didn't work out for him right so he's he's going to be a career backup but i i don't think it's going to be with oakland i I bet you he gets cut and and peterman will be the guy or maybe someone will pick him up or maybe he'll be benched or he'll he'll be third string and then gruden be like oh man i like this third string guy and it'll it'll be like the reverse psychology right especially if david carr doesn't throw the ball you know, Derek, <laughs> it's Derek. You're, you're forgetting about the uh, whatever, man. Yeah, David, Derek, what, it, da- what was uh, David, David? Yeah, David's the at, analyst yeah. now. Yeah, he's giant yeah. X, giant X uh, Texan. So, yeah, Fresno State. Is that where? Yeah, Fresno. Fresno. Okay, State, yeah. okay. He was the uh, the franchise quarterback. He won his first game against the Dallas Cowboys um, in the uh, very first game for the Houston Texans. So good for them, I guess. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move it on. So this Jay Z thing. I don't even. Yeah. It's relatively new news. I don't even know if you've heard about it yet. I, I I pulled it up when you brought it up. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm so shotting uh, through it. Yeah. Long story short, so the NFL signed a deal uh, with Rock Nation, and uh, you know, I guess they're gonna you know, have some something to do. You know, the the entertainment side of things. They're gonna um, you know be working and partnering with the NFL, which basically means the NFL is is paying Rock Nation. So good for them because they're making money. But there's um, there's been some um, the article I just read on ESPN. You know, they brought up, you know, with all the support that uh, Jay-Z has given Colin Kaepernick, the, the the criticism was out there, like, why are you even doing business with them, you know? I guess it's right. – I, I, nobody's come out and said that, but long story short, right, basically they're, they're saying he's a sellout, um, right? So mm-hmm. he's, he's abandoning – the, the, the narrative is that um, – well, I shouldn't say the narrative, but the implication is that he's abandoning um, um, Kaepernick um, in exchange for NFL money. And so – I don't know, man. Like we we've gone we've gone back and well, not back and forth. We've we've just gone to town about this Kaepernick thing. At the end of the day, if you're an American, a true American, you know you have to acknowledge that people have freedom of speech, and you know you can um, not stand for the national anthem if you don't want to. Um, and that's mm-hmm. that's the law of the country. If you don't like it, I'm sorry, but like you know, I'd rather um, live in a country that allows people to, to right you know protest in that way than a country that is like you know let's just say russia or something where if if you have um you know some kind of criticism they get thrown in jail now you may like that as a listener and as a viewer like hey uh, if you don't respect you know blah 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 the flag or whatever then you should be thrown in jail just just remember that there's another side of that and if people think that you know if you think that somebody you disagree with should be thrown in jail for their opinion remember there's another set of people that think you should be thrown in jail for nationalism it's right. It, I, why, why people can't figure that stuff out in politics, you know, that there's always, you know, you know, there's always another opinion and, you know, acquiring and talking to people and understanding other people's opinion is what what made and what makes the country great or what's supposed to. But we're getting further and further away from that as a society. But I digress. Um, what do you think about the uh, the Rock Nation deal? Do you give a crap? Um, I don't. I mean, I don't give a crap. I mean, who knows what kind of language is in there? Um, it, it was a little surprising that, uh, you know, that Jay-Z did this deal. Um, but, you know, mo- money talks, man. Uh, he's a businessman. Um, 
as he says, I'm a businessman, not a <laughs> businessman. Um, so you know he, he he's trying to he's trying to sign checks, man, and get checks, get the bag. So Jay Z's doing what he's gonna do. Colin Kaepernick is still getting paid by Nike. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still staying in shape. I don't think we've seen the end of a Colin Kaepernick. Maybe, but I'm I, that window is closing um, just because of the age um, and the. Uh, you know he's he hasn't been playing, um, but you know sometimes that helps you know build up somebody's myth or lore. You know we we try to we we start to remember people being a lot better at us <laughs> at something than maybe mm-hmm. they were um, because the further we get away from it, um, you know we just remember the Super Bowl appearance and right. you know that that season, but we don't we don't remember the other stuff i i always felt kaepernick was like a slightly better version of tim tebow um and 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 we've made this comparison before is if i'm an nfl team i don't really want to invest in tim tebow because he brings a circus to town and i really wouldn't want to invest in a colin kaepernick because he brings a circus to town so while i support colin kaepernick and everything Mm -hmm. he's doing and respect the hell out of him frankly because you know let's let's face it um he would be on i think he would have gotten he would have landed on seattle uh and he would have landed on potentially miami but definitely baltimore if he didn't stick to his guns and say hey i'm not going to promise that i'm going to stay quiet and so like having that conviction i i do respect it um maybe if i was in his position maybe i wouldn't have done the same thing i don't know i mean it's hard mm-hmm. it's really hard to put yourself in that spot but um yeah i think is. he i think he you know he's 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 convicted and i don't you know i don't um frown on him for that but as somebody who's been a you know kind of a business professional for years and years i understand not bringing drama and that that noise and that circus to town which would come with a kaepernick signing which would come yeah. with a tebow signing it comes with both of those things and so like what i would do now let's say tom brady came out and said these same things or let's say um you know patrick mahomes came out and said these same things well guess what they're so damn good i deal with the circus right I'm not going to deal with it for a backup quarterback. And he would have been on Baltimore too if um if his girlfriend didn't come out and, you know, compare his, you know, his future boss, the owner of the Baltimore Ravens to his slave owner. Um right, you know, right. you got to cut down on some of that noise. He he has some culpability here, but to your point Sam, yeah, I think the window is closing. Um, I think he would have to basically swear off any kind of social activism. And I don't see why at this point he would, because like you said, Nike's paying him to be, you know, a sponsor and it's a great business move. We talked about on the show a year ago when it happens, um, while everybody was saying, Oh, you know, Nike, all these conservative 60 year old (laughs) people in the (laughs) South that are getting their Nikes from shoe barn. I mean, let's, let's be real about this. Yeah. They're not, they're not talking to you. I remember, you know, I was talking with other people I know up, you know, up where I am in Chicago. It's like, they're dude, they're not. They're not trying to get your business. You're not giving right. them. They could you're not giving them. Out. You're not giving them. You know, at the most per year, you're giving them forty five dollars for their sneakers. They're right. not going after you. They're going after the the three hundred dollar for a sneaker mm-hmm. um, set crowd. And Colin Kaepernick speaks to that demographic. So it was a very right. savvy business move, anyway. Um, yeah, man. So like, I don't, I don't give a crap. And then about this, like Jay Z, what the the point that Jay Z made is like, look, you know, people forget that the whole point. Um, right. of Kaepernick's, you know, doing this stuff is to bring um, attention to social injustice. And it's like, we can do that through this partnership too. It's right. not all about me getting money. It's working with the NFL. As the month of August continues on, the action across the sports world continues to heat up with the MLB winding down its season. The NFL preseason is already underway and there's nothing better when, than when football is back. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. It's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code podcast1 for your 50% welcome bonus. Look, football is back. I cannot believe it. It's great. It's like Christmas morning a little bit early. Uh, The NFL preseason is underway. Preseason week two is just about to be here, so I cannot wait to watch and to listen and everything like that. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get back in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code. It's podcast one or simply text the words bet now, B-E-T-N-O-W, to the number 238669 to receive that 50% welcome bonus. MLB action, there's only two months left, and the NFL preseason week two is there to be bet on. Get in on all the action. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. 
Do you ever feel like ticketing websites make getting to the event difficult on purpose? It's as if they're so big they can get away with not caring about the customer experience. But the real question is how easy could it be if those ticketing sites actually cared? With millions of live event tickets and a price match guarantee, SeatGeek proves there's a better way. Search sports, live music, comedy, and more. SeatGeek has the tickets you're looking for all in one place in an industry that tends to stagnate, SeatGeek decided to stand out from the crowd. They build the fastest way to find tickets so you can stop searching for the perfect seat and start enjoying that seat, baby. And why is SeatGeek better than the rest? A quick look at the App Store will tell you it's over 50,000 five-star reviews. How's that for customer satisfaction? SeatGeek breaks, uh, breaks down all the details. Green dots mean good deals. Red dots mean overpriced. It's so easy. Even I can use it, and I do. Sam, you're using it lately, right? Man, I have purchased just this week two uh, two concert two different concert tickets in the same week. So, and I use SeatGeek both times. Man, I I have been all over this. Or like one of my favorite partners, I'm all over the SeatGeek app. And for our listeners, look, SeatGeek will give you ten dollars off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. You download the SeatGeek app. I'm telling you, this is free money, everybody. Download the SeatGeek app. Use promo code SPORTSAHOLIC just like you see it in our logo. It's S-P-O-R-T-S-A-H-O-L-I-C for that $10 off your first purchase. Once again, everybody, that's a promo code SPORTSAHOLIC for $10 off on your first purchase. $10 free money, no strings attached, everybody. And I'm telling you, man, like we, uh, Sam and I are faithful users. I would not be uh, be as, um, um, let's say, excited about this offer if I wasn't uh, as just a, a big of a believer as I am. And I know Sam uses it all the time. He's always going to shows. I'm always going to concerts, so you can use it for everything. So jump on it once again, everybody. It's Sportsaholic for $10 off that first purchase. Looking for the best sports coverage on the web? Then check out the Dan Patrick Show on Podcast One Sports Net. Join the sportscaster Monday through Friday as he covers the biggest games all year long with a whole bunch of A-list guests from the world of sports and entertainment. Download new episodes of the Dan Patrick Show every week on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. And one of the one of the nuggets that I that I saw that I loved um, is that uh, who uh, who introduced Jay Z to to Roger Goodell. Robert Kraft, everybody's favorite uh, massage parlor fan. Oh, uh, yes, maybe at the massage parlor. Maybe they, uh, maybe they had a uh, a three man massage. I doubt it. I doubt. It. I don't at, think that's at, I, the, <laughs> at the Slapping Lotus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. It's what crazy. a what uh, Robert Kraft is always in everything. Like, weird guy, right? You know, he's big with the with the uh, rappers too. Like him and Rick Ross and Meek Mill and all this stuff, because they do the social injustice, um, yeah. the the prison reform. Yeah, uh, yep. they they they're in partnership with that um, about getting you know prison you know dumb prison sentences. Oh right, you know yeah. people. Yeah, the you know like the kid who's eighteen years old and he's got a dime bag on him and he's doing twenty five years. Right. Yeah. Like you know just because he got caught up with a terrible you know. Uh, court appointed whatever yep. um, lawyer mm-hmm. and you know couldn't pay his bond of a thousand dollars and now he's you know doing 25 years so yep. um, that's that's really good stuff that they're doing and you know uh, I think the NFL the NFL needed uh, a, a Jay-Z type <laughs> partnership this brings in a whole nother you know group of you and, yeah you know uh, Jay-Z he's a smart smart guy smart businessman um knows what moves the needle and i think you know there's a really good partnership for for both yeah the um i'm on pro football talk right now uh the headline um i haven't read this article this take on it but uh the headline says is jay-z working toward becoming an nfl owner which would be interesting you know and i don't yeah i don't think there are i could be i could be wrong and i apologize if i if i am but i'm pretty sure there aren't any black um or African American, you know, whatever you prefer. Sorry, if yeah. I, that was insensitive. But yeah. um, any African American um, owners? Owners? So. No, there's not. Um, that the the thing with that would be, you know, then he would have to get rid of this whole Rock Nation stuff because uh, it's an agency. You know, they signed Kevin Durant, all that stuff. I don't know if he could do it if he oh, didn't yeah. have NFL he would have players. To, yeah, he would have. But that's oh, the yeah. reason why hmm. he had to get rid of the Brooklyn Nets. Um, which he was a part owner in, um, right? Because his, you know, he, you know, he started signing basketball. You players. know, more likely he maybe he's just moving forward um, to be more involved as an agent with NFL players, which uh, right, 
you know, that would be fantastic. Big, that was yeah, that would be a great business. move. This is a great partnership yep. for that. So, yep. and they can do some good while making money for both sides. So, you know, yep. why not? You know, do some but good. I mean, him and Beyonce could. I mean, they. You know, in a few years, they could easily buy an NFL team. You yep. know, between the two of them, mm-hmm. um, you know, she she makes a lot of money. He makes a lot of money. At both smart business people. Um, we shall, we shall see. We shall see. All right, uh, let me just kind of go on my tangent here um, for preseason week one. I have, what is it? Now I have 15 notes. Um, I teased one of them earlier. So, look, I watch um, NFL preseason. Uh, as Sam knows, Sam and I, I, gosh, I hope we don't do that fantasy league again this year. The thing was brutal last year. But we might end up getting roped into this stupid fantasy league that we do that nobody cares about. But that's the worst. Um but uh, yeah, I mean, I on the Get Paid podcast, and I would definitely encourage everybody who doesn't listen to that to check it out because it's fantasy football and um, and betting and daily fantasy focused, and I do analytics week to week, um, especially starting the regular season. But we're doing uh, NFL team previews and everything. I didn't. The episode was so packed this week that I didn't get a chance to fit this in, so I'm going to put it in here. Um, so I do watch NFL preseason, um, all of all of the bits here. So let me just go through my notes. First, I talked about James Washington. My big question coming into the season is whether or not James Washington was going to be able to pick up the mantle, right? So they get Antonio Brown out. Smith Schuster um, did well, as we've talked about on this show and the Get Paid podcast. Um, you know, the, the analysis and the film study, the people that I've talked to in the know say that Smith Schuster was already drawing, um, you know, wide receiver one type coverage by the end of last season anyway. Um, so my, my question wasn't so much um, whether or not Smith-Schuster could be okay um, without Antonio Brown on the other side, because I, I was fairly confident that he would be. But my question was, who would pick up those 180-ish targets that Antonio Brown did? Is it going to be James mm-hmm. Washington, who was, um, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, kind of uh, non-existent in this offense for the last couple of years? You know, he had decent right. draft clout, but he wasn't, you know, being used. Or it would be Dante Moncrief, who... Um, has kind of bounced around since his productive years um, with uh, young Andrew, Andrew Luck. Um, but I got to say, like, after watching James Washington this week, I think, and I moved him up in my uh, my rankings updates, I think he's going to be fantastic. Um, so I'm high on him. Um, hopefully uh, weeks two and weeks three preseason continue to confirm that notion, but, uh, but we'll see. Um, another note here, so Denver is surprisingly competent to me. Um, I thought that, and I still think that they're, well, I think they're the third best team in that division. I still think Oakland's going to be a, a little bit behind there in terms of win-loss totals. But I was curious. So they have Fangio coming over from Chicago, you know, the guy that basically built that great Bears defense, um, fantastic last year. What was going to happen, um, you know, this year? I think that Denver's defense has the pieces to be very, very special. So I thought that, you know, maybe they would be winning, you know, some the games that they win, it would be like a 16-13 to 13 type game. Well, the offensive coordinator, <clears throat> excuse me, the offensive coordinator that they brought in uh, came from Kyle Shanahan's system. He, he's kind of like a college guy. You know, what was the offense going to look like? I theorized that it would be more like a Shanahan-based system. And from what I saw um, in the Hall of Fame game and week one of preseason, I, I'm definitely affirmed in that opinion. Uh, the offense looks like it's going to be able to run the ball. And when you can run the ball effectively, and we haven't even seen Lindsey and Freeman yet. Um if there's a bulk carrier, they're going to be a standout. Um, like potential, I'm talking, you don't have to draft him this early, but they could be a first-round running back. Um, I think it's going to be Philip Lindsay. I think Freeman will get his carries, but we'll see how this shakes out. I want to see snap count distribution in weeks two and three. Um, so if you want to uh, you know, check back in for my opinion, I'll definitely have an update there. But um, yeah, man, Lindsay, um, Lindsay, I think it would just be dynamic in this offense. Um, like he could be Clinton Portis good in this type of offense. And, you know, Flacco, people are kind of hate on him because he got a big contract after he won the Super Bowl. You know, he is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Um, so with a good defense, with a good running game, and this can be a really good running game, um, Emmanuel Sanders coming back. Denver can be surprisingly good and keep an eye out for the Denver starting running back, even if this is like a 60-40% split um you know, uh, committee, both of these running backs could be good. One of these could be a star, so keep an eye out. Uh, Daniel Jones in New York, I think he was the best uh, rookie, excuse me, rookie quarterback this, uh, this past week. He was making all of the throws, um, you know, that an NFL quarterback needs to make. You know, he was working the deep middle of the field, the deep outs, um, you know, flag routes, post routes, 
short. He was accurate. He 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 displayed an NFL arm, which I think was a question for some people coming in. Um, you know, pump the brakes on the uh, the gold jacket at this point, though, New York fans. I think there's a lot to be excited about, but he, I don't. I didn't really see him scanning the field. I think a lot of those receivers were kind of um, schemed open. Um, he knew where he th- he should throw the ball pre-snap, which is a good thing. Um, but I thought he was better than even Kyler Murray, uh, which I'll move on to him. Kyler Murray, I liked him, uh, but I saw all the press coming out of the game. He had a great stat line. I watched the game. They were doing a lot of sprint, sprint left, sprint left, right, throw short type passes, which is you know this offense will be. But keep in mind that defensive coordinators are going to adjust to that. Uh, they will be able to play short. They will be able to press um, the receivers. And if Kyler Murray can't show an ability to kind of stand in the pocket and deliver seam routes from the pocket, and if the you know the NFL defenses they're good enough to cut down on this. Now I still think Murray, uh, Kyler Murray is going to be good. He has an NFL arm. He's has a lot of talent. I like him as a fantasy quarterback. But as good as his performance was, I want to see more progression in weeks two and weeks three. So I'm going to be looking for that. But you know I'm not throwing hate at him. I just you know. He 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 did what the game plan called for last week. I'm just curious to see how he progresses this uh, this season coming up. Uh, another note in Buffalo, Cole Beasley. I can see what Buffalo is doing in their offense. Now, they didn't play their uh, running backs. I think Frank Gore got the start. LaShawn McCoy didn't play. Uh, Devin Singletary, who I like in dynasty formats. Um, I still like him in dynasty formats, but I'm a little bit um, colder on him for this season. I think Gore and McCoy, assuming McCoy makes the roster, um, you know, I think that they'll be getting most of the run, but you know, this def- or this offense, I think Josh Allen's going to be better. Um, I wanted to move him up in my rankings, but the problem is the quarterback position's so deep. I just didn't know who to move him up, but I do think he's going to be better than I initially anticipated. Um, they will take deep shots and they're going to work the middle of the field with Cole Beasley. Um, so I like Cole Beasley, especially in PPR formats. I can see what they're doing. They're trying to turn him into a Julian Edelman. Um, this, uh, this offensive coordinator, people were saying he's a college guy that was wrong. He spent one year at Alabama, and then like his whole eight-year career before then was uh, with New- was with New England. Um, so they're going to they're going to try to run a New England type offense. They're going to use multiple running backs, um, and they're going to try to work the middle of the field and take deep shots with Josh Allen. And Josh Allen will still get your rushing yards too if your league uh, rewards you for that. So I do like him, and I love Josh Allen. You know, weekly as a daily fantasy, um, you know, type by a uh, budget buy. Let's see here. Um, Philadelphia, Howard, uh, Jordan Howard versus uh, Miles Sanders. Uh, I, you know, I think that, that I, well, it's Philadelphia. So they're going to use four running backs this year anyway. I'm not high on drafting a, a Philadelphia running back because of that. I do think Howard looked more effective in the first week of preseason. Uh, but that's not to say Sanders is bad. I still think Sanders is the better guy to own there um, in longer-term keeper leagues, dynasty leagues. Um but uh, but we'll see we'll see what goes. I I did think Howard looked better, uh, but like I said, they're they're all going to be used this year. So you know, buyer beware there in terms of usage. Um, Chubb and Cleveland looked freaking amazing. Um, you know, now that Cleveland has traded Duke Johnson to Houston, um, you know that opens things up. So Chubb is basically going to be the guy until uh, Kareem Hunt can get back from suspension. Once Hunt is back, I'm thinking this is a 70-30, at worst a 60-40 split towards Chubb. He's just so freaking dynamic that they can't keep him off the field. Even last year when he was third on the depth chart, every time he touched the ball, he went for 55 yards. So if you're in a fantasy league, I moved him up in my rankings this week. Um, he's he's just, he might be, in terms of talent, he might be my favorite running back in the NFL. Like him and Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, like, Man, the the more you can give Chubb the ball, the better Cleveland's going to be. And I like Baker Mayfield. Don't get me wrong. Like, I I, I think he's awesome. I'm now a Baker Mayfield fan. I got to buy myself a – no, I'm going to grow myself a Baker Mayfield mustache. But, um, yeah, man, like uh, Chubb, man. Chubb is so dynamic. He could be, um, you know, the NFL's leading rusher. He's just so damn good. Uh, let's see. Miami's running backs are going to be better than advertised. Everybody's hating on Miami this year, um, and I think for good reason. I think it's fair. But you know, again, you know, you got another team that's trying to kind of copy that New England template. I think Kenyon Drake um, is going to be, you know, potentially a season-long start at at the running back position. Definitely a season-long flex. Um, you know, you can get him late. He's one of these undervalued guys. Um, I think you know. It's 
assuming he can stay healthy, he'll have value. And um, yeah, I, I don't know if it's Balage or Belage. I can never keep it straight. I think it's Belage. I think he's actually going to have some value as well. Um, and he, you know, you might even be able to get this guy undrafted. So if you're in a super deep, like 20 or 30 player league, you, you might want to take a flyer on Belage. Certainly if you're a, um, a dynasty player, but Kenyon Drake, he has breakout potential here. Um, I never am a fan of Adam Gase's, um, who's now a Jets, the Jets coach. I'm not a fan of how he uses his running backs from a fantasy football perspective, but he's gone. There's a new system in here. And uh, I think uh, Kenyon Drake's definitely going to be the first and second down back. He could potentially even be a three down back. And, uh, you know, they used him early and often in that first week, and I think he'll be good for you. Um, Baltimore's passing game, I think, is going to be a little bit better. Uh, Greg Roman, the new offensive coordinator there, knows um, how to coach running backs that are a little bit raw and that are more run-heavy. He was the offensive coordinator behind San Francisco um, when Kaepernick was there, who we talked about. And, um, you know, he's going to be good. Um, I like Lamar Jackson. I think he has top 10 ability, capability this year because of his running ability. And, you know, if he can improve his passing, um, you know, even just a little bit, that's only going to make him stronger as a uh, as a fantasy football quarterback. So I like him both in daily fantasy formats um, and uh, in regular fantasy formats and the dynasty formats as well. Uh, let's move it on to uh, David Montgomery, Chicago's running back. A lot of people are hyping him, but don't forget that he has Tarek Cohen um, that is also going to be drawing a lot of uh, reception targets. Um, look, I think Montgomery has the ability to be a three-down back in the league. What I don't like is that he's he's moving his hips. He's being a little shifty right now. I don't love it. Um, I want to see him be more decisive as a runner. Um, but you know, he did make a couple guys miss on a couple of plays, but I also think it cost him a yard or two. And, you know, when you're talking about the, you know, shifting your hips a little bit behind the line of scrimmage and that's, you know, changing your yards per attempt from, you know, three to three and a half to four and a four and a half, that's a big deal. And especially in the NFL. So he's got to be a little bit more, um, decisive. I haven't moved him up in my rankings too much yet because I want to see that decisiveness. Um, you know, I don't want another repeat of Jordan Howard last year in this system. I'd like to see somebody who can run the, um, run the ball hard. They're going to have a lot of openings for him, and he's got to improve his vision a little bit. But, you know, I don't think he's a lost cause by any means. I just want to see some improvement there. Uh, Kyler Murray already talked about. Um, Melvin Gordon versus uh, Eckler in, um, in Los Angeles, uh, the Chargers. Look, the Gordon thing... It worries me. Eckler can move the ball. He can be electric. This Gordon thing could go deep into the season, and this, you know, his trade request could be honored. So buyer beware on Gordon. If you do end up with Gordon, please, 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 and I said this last year with Le'Veon Bell, get the backup running back. Get Eckler because he could be just as good for you this season as James Conner was last season, and James Conner was a top 10 running back last year. So you can get Eckler late. I suggest you do that regardless um, you know, of the situation, especially if you're in a dynasty or keeper league, because I don't think Gordon's going to be there for long. That's just my my opinion. Uh, the Chargers don't want to pay him. If I was the Chargers, I wouldn't pay him either because this offense revolves around Phillip Rivers. It's not a Dallas situation where Ezekiel Elliott, I really think, is is a really big piece, and Dallas is not a Super Bowl contender without Ezekiel Elliott. I think the Chargers are a Super Bowl contender without Gordon. So, And I like Gordon, don't get me wrong. But I just think Eckler, I, I really think a lot of him. Um, Tampa Bay, the running back situation there. If there is a starter, and you know Jones and, and Barber both got uh, some run in the first preseason game, um, I do think that uh, Barber looked really good. And if he gets the bulk of the carries here, I think he could be a special running back. He's another guy that you can draft late. Um, so you know if you're if you're that person who's like you know what I'm going to corner the market on receivers, you can get guys like Kenyon Drake. You can get guys like Peyton Barber. You can get these people later. You know, in rounds three, four, five, six, seven, even carry on uh, Johnson, um, who I think is could have monster potential in Detroit this week. You can get these guys later. I don't favor that strategy. I still want to get my running backs early, and I'll get some more running backs later in the mid rounds. I'm I'm running back early and often, but if you're you know the person who wants to draft uh, you know Ertz or Kelsey early, uh, maybe you want to pop on Tyreek Hill because he's still being drafted way too late in my opinion. Um, you can do that and get some good value at running back later um, in all formats, not only standard but PPR or not only PPR, but standard as well. Um, Madison, uh, Alexander Madison in Minnesota. Holy crap, he looked good. I think he could be the best rookie in this whole class. Um, the problem with this is that he is going to be running behind uh, Dalvin Cook. Um, Dalvin Cook has a lot of talent, but what do we know about Cook is, is as talented as he was. Um, 
or as he is, he does uh, get injured. And Minnesota historically has liked to use multiple run, running backs. Um, the offensive coordinator, I know Gary Kubiak was added to staff, and that's a really good sign for running backs. Uh, but the offensive coordinator that ran the show at the end of last season, he was still using Cook and uh, Latavius Murray. I do think Madison will be used, even though Cook will get the lion's share of the carries. If you're in a dynasty league, draft Madison. Um, and I do think that Madison's going to have value in all formats this year, especially daily fantasy. So I'd love that. Mikael um, Hardman, um, uh, speedy receiver in Kansas City. Look, he's Tyreek Hill insurance. I said that on, on my Twitter feed this week. It's at TFS underscore Sean if you're curious. Mikael um, Hardman, he is so fast. And I thought Tyreek Hill was fast. Hardman is fast. At some point this year, Hardman, I think, will overtake. And I think it'll be early in the year. He'll overtake Sammy Watkins as the uh, the second receiver in that offense. And having Hill and uh, and Hardman on the field at the same time, I don't know who you cover. Um, Hardman for Dynasty League people, look, you know, Tyreek Hill is kind of a loose cannon off the field, as we know. I thought he was going to be suspended. I've just moved him to number one in my receiver rankings um, because he, he avoided suspension. He's on the field. He looks pretty good. I think Hardman going forward is going to take over that uh, that Tyreek Hill because I just don't see Kansas City sticking with him if there's anything off the field again. Um, you know, he's I think he's on his uh, his ninth life if he was a cat at this point. So uh, if he screws up off the field, I do think Kansas City will part ways. We saw them do it with Kareem Hunt last year. Um, so Hardman could be like that Tyreek Hill type of guy. So if you're in a dynasty league, you can get him a little bit later, uh, draft him. Um, last note here, Debo Samuel and Jalen Hurd in San Francisco looked phenomenal. Um, I do think that Marquise Goodwin will be waived or traded. Um, there were some guys that started above them in the depth chart um, in preseason week one. Uh, Bourne was started ahead of them. Somebody else has started, like some guy, I think James, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but look, man, you can see the town on the field. Uh, Debo Samuel, who I liked all offseason, don't get me wrong, he's to me, um, and this is this is my what I think of him. I think he's like another Brandon Cooks um, of the Rams. I think he's that type of player. I think he'll be great. But I've said uh, in my manual, my almanac, and I, I still say that my opinion was once again affirmed here. Jalen Hurd has the ability to be a Pro Bowl, a year-in, year-out Pro Bowler. He is the perfect size for Kyle Shanahan offense. He's 6'4", uh, you know, over 220. Um, he's that guy. He's like that Pierre Gar- Garçon. I'm going to run that deep in, and I can run a go route as well. Um, he can do that and have that impact. Um, I know the Shanahan scheme very well. I'm very, very familiar with it. Jalen Hurd fits perfect. And, and and Debo Samuel, that's not to take away from Debo Samuel or Dante Pettis. I think they'll both be great. I think the, uh, the you know, having those receivers on the field, Samuel, um, um, uh, Pettis, and then, of course, Jalen Hurd, along with Kittle, along with that running game that they're going to be able to have, along with Jimmy Garoppolo back. The San Francisco team is going to be exciting to watch this year. We'll see how they pop. But Jalen Hurd, keep in mind, everybody, that he is an ex-running back. Another ex-running back who did well at wide receivers, Golden Tate. Um, you know, if you have that ability to make tough catches over the middle, and then you have that toughness to put your head down and run after the catch, and the dude runs a 4-4-40, Holy crap, everybody, especially Dynasty players, you're looking at Hurd, you're looking at Mecole Hardman, I love both of them, I think both will be pro bowlers someday, um, potentially even as early as this season or next season, I think I think Hurd honestly could make the pro bowl this year, the only thing that could keep him away from that is, um, is if he... Uh, if he's held off the field early in his career, if he does something stupid in training camp. But there you go. There's my soliloquy. It's all about fantasy football. Sorry I couldn't put that in the Get Paid podcast, but uh, there you have it. Very, very important notes. Check back. I'm not sure if the, uh, it, honestly, the, the feedback is probably going to come on this podcast again next week from preseason week two. If you're an owner of the Fantasy Football Almanac, you get my entire write-up from the preseason games. I scout specifically for fantasy football. If you haven't purchased the uh, the Almanac yet, it's available on Amazon. Just search for Fantasy Football Almanac. Search for Sean Ryan. Search for Functional Sportsaholic. They'll all get you there. And those uh, preseason notes, the full rankings updates throughout the uh, the offseason, I'll get you some access to my in-season analytics as well. Um, it's cheaper than some of the other books out there. And, uh, you know, you get information out the wazoo. Or up the wazoo, is it, Sam? Is it up the wazoo? It's up the wazoo. Up the zoo. It's out of the keister. Up yes. the wazoo. Um, yeah. Yeah, so there you go, man. That was a lot of talking, but uh, I'm very comfortable talking, Sam. I can tell. <laughs> well, you're not the you're not the fantasy the, the, the fantasy nut that I am. And I, was, I, was, 
I know. I was jotting. I need it though. Yeah, if man. I'm, Jalen Hurd, you know what I need, dude? I, I need I need to get in a pure dynasty league, not a keeper league, but a pure dynasty where you can just keep your entire team um, over and you have like 30 players and the rookie draft is the rookie draft or your draft is a rookie draft. I would I would clean up this year because I would go, look, I'd let the other guys go with Montgomery. I like Montgomery. I'm going to let the other guys go with Montgomery. I'm going to let the other guys go with Josh Jacobs. I'm taking Madison. Uh, because my team's going to be good, so I'm going to have a late pick anyway, right? I'm taking Madison in Minnesota. I'm taking Hardman, and I'm taking Jalen Hurd, and then I'm laughing all the way to the bank for the next 10 years because those guys are freaking good. They are good. Well, there you so have it. good. So good. There's a show, man. That's a show. There's a show. You got anything else for the uh, for the listeners before we go? No, nah, man. Just be good, people. Be good. Be good to each other. Love one be another. Love yourself. yourself. Respect others. Talk to somebody who has a different point of view. Understand that point of view. Make yourself a better person. That's what I always say, right? And I know that sounds sarcastic, but I believe it. (laughs) 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 All right, man. Hey, everybody out there, have a great week. Be good.